ladies and gents with Adriatosaurus on the coach of Rapana Rama for super coach purposes. Round five is in the books and you know these rounds are pretty much being decided by captaincy choices. A lot of our teams sort of look similar um, at the moment you know with a couple of pods obviously but um, the real way we're sort of getting green arrows or red arrows is if we nail that captain. There was one standout this week we know it was Hines. I was lucky enough to captain Hines um, and some of the popular choices really you know got some terribly low scores like Teddy and Pappy. Um, it's a hard year you know to navigate. We can't really get a you know, a, f- a finger on players for consistency. Um, you know, last week, everyone bulk captained Hines, you know, for a 44. So nailing on those captains is is, is proving to be very, very important. Um, I'm going to have a guest on the program tonight. We're going to do the good, bad and ugly from the games and just a little look at round 13 by there's you know some good teams and options in that round 13 to pick from and it's probably early days if we're being honest whether you need to grab you know exclusively round 13 players to bring into your team but if you're deciding between player a and player b it's pretty much a handy thing to grab those round 13 players if the, it's a tight one you know in an a and b because building those numbers for that round 13 buy it's a real opportunity for you to move up the ladder um, if you prepare well so we're going to talk about those things with our guest on the program you should hear from them next okay we're back with our guest for tonight it's the wonderful maxi evans from well you're not really from but you're a good friend of the super coach experience boys uh welcome to the show mate Thanks, Andrew. It's great to be here. It's my first uh, pod appearance of the year. The Supercoach Experience boys are, you know, want to do bigger, bigger and better things. Um, yeah. well, they got a winner so, on here now, haven't they? So you know. exactly, exactly. I remember back in the day when last year I was doing podcasts with Timmy, and now, um, no, no, they're they're smashing it, and uh, and they've got some absolutely fantastic Supercoach minds on there. But likewise with you coming on to, to talk a bit of Supercoach is a fantastic opportunity. Thank you. Well, it's, it's good to have you on board. We were talking before in our initial record, you finished in a one, one, three, something. You think that might be about par. I think par's probably about a thousand and eighty. So I think you'll get some green arrows from what I've seen. You're probably just in some good leagues where you think, you know, that's the thing that happens to a lot of people like, Oh no, I'm having a bad week, but we play against pretty good players. Um, I've finished with a one, one, five, two, a bit disappointed. I was hoping for a 1200, but Panthers sort of, you know, wobbled their way through that second half. Um, we talked about trades. Yours were good ones this week. Yeah, I brought in Harry Grant for Connor Watson, which was good. I mean, the, the thing about Connor Watson, which kind of troubled me for, for a while, is, you know, the Roosters run's very good. Whenever he comes on, he looks likely to score points. And I think even 60 minutes, he, you know, he could turn up. Um, it was just kind of a, a matter of, you know, getting Grant in, just say, securing up that position for the year. Yep. Um, and uh, and that was great. And the other one was obviously cooler in, um, seemed like most people weren't that one. Uh, you know, it's probably not in this week trade, but um, but it was just cash generation, so I could go Watto up to uh, to Grant. So, yeah, good. I, I think they were decent trades. Um, and then as we talked about again before uh, the pod, um, you know, we both held Hamoli, which as a Manly fan, I watched him a couple of weeks ago and he looked um, just a, a bit injured um, and... He looked gassed, and it's been that couple of way. It's been that way for a couple of weeks. Um, so I was actually really keen to sell him, but 
I held him, um, you know, for, for that for the game on Thursday. Um, and I'm really happy because he looks much better. He looks healthy again. I don't know whether he's had niggled, but he's just ironed down the last couple of weeks. But he looks fantastic. So a bit of a long way of saying I'm quite happy with my team this week. Yeah, well, I mean, I sold Fafida, but it was a choice between Fafida and Hamole because I wanted to get Dylan Brown in. I wanted to make some financial moves. Um, you know, it was 20 points difference, but I'm quite happy with Hamole because he's going to play that first buy. I think that's important, and we're going to cover that later on. That's my secret topic is just a little bit of thinking ahead towards the buys. Um, I also brought, you know, some people say you fell for the Talakai trap, but he's making 60K this week. Next week is going to be one of those ones where you see whether he gets named or not and whether you've got to move him on or not. But he's going to be over, you know, he's, he's going to make a good you know, stack of money. His score was 50, or I think it was this week. So, you know, it's acceptable. Um, and I brought in Dylan Brown, who scored 50s. But again, he had that nice negative break even. So the money is going to go up good a good amount and i think that he's a nice bridge um to cleary i also brought in cooler as well so i'm i'm boosting away and i have to start to save some trades um captains you don't own heinz who was your captain this week so who was your captain this week <laughs> my captain was pappenhausen which i mean wasn't a fantastic pick however I think the first thing is he went off with a concussion, could have easily been out for, you know, two weeks. So went off for a HIA, which could have been a concussion, keeping him out for two weeks. But we've got him back in back in the side at least. Um, you know, 40 points is an ideal, especially with Melbourne scoring that many points. However, um, also 24% or 23%, something like that, um, captained him. So it's not like it was a pod captain who didn't turn off and you're going to drop massive ranks for it. I think the fact that, you know, everyone else pretty much captained him meant the, the risk is kind of mitigated somewhat. So not a great captain like uh, like Hines. I'm sure you captained Hines. So um, is yeah. that what you went? Yeah, I did captain Hines. So, yeah, look, the, the successful captain of the round was uh, Hines and also, you know, um, Hass was 4% captained and he finished with the 70s. I think you could probably get away feeling pretty happy about that. But the two that probably, you know, hurt were the Paps captains, which were high, 25.7, and Teddy, 8.2, finished with a 28. I mean, how many years has it been since Teddy's had a score like that? Um, I don't even know if, you know, I'm not feeling confident about Teddy. He's averaging 58 now after this round, but surely you hold him, you know, with their upcoming draw looking so nice. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, this has happened to Teddy um, probably throughout the last three seasons with, you know, some some slow scores or items of that sort. Um, you know, do I think he's an absolute must-have? No. I reckon if there's a way you could possibly go um, Hines and Pappenhausen at fullback and, you know, Cleary and, and, and someone else, that, that might, might be might be a good option to do. And I don't think he's, you know, you need to hold him for the, for the rest of the season. But I think he's a good hold, at least for the Roosters draw, see how it plays out, whether he can go to Teddy Heights. Um, and, and then otherwise, you know, look for, look for the run home. But I, I think I agree with what um, the, the Supercoach experience boys were saying um, in terms of that I don't think he's a captaincy option every week, especially uh, after 23. Uh, but, you know, do I think he's done or he's washed? Absolutely not. Yeah, I think it'd be, you know, a, a, a nervous watch if you did sell him. And, and, and there aren't going to be people who are going to say, I'll sell Teddy, I'll bring Hines down to fullback, and then I can go Cleary. But the fact is that Cleary's played two games, so you don't need to pull the trigger yet. 
he with the two scores that he's got now, you think he's going to go down nicely in price. I wouldn't rush to sell Teddy. And if you're somebody in the same boat as me, you've used quite a few trades and it's probably a good time to save some. So it's more in the luxury sort of trade, but I know people will rage trade him, you know, with that 20. Um, The good, the bad and the ugly for the games. Um, We'll do one game each where we can point out our good, bad and ugly. And if there's anything to add, when I go over my good, bad and ugly, you jump in and I'll do the same for you. Um, I'll let you go first in the Knights versus the Sea Eagles. They won a few on the trot now. The Sea Eagles, your team, um, 30 to 6, was it? Winners over the Knights. Yeah, I mean, we, we played a good game. Yes, the Knights uh, had, we were, we were a bit lucky with the Knights injuries and, and they, you know, they, they weren't playing too great. Uh, but I mean, the good for me was, as we spoke about before, was Olakowatu. I mean, looks back to who he was last year. Um, it looks over the, the little niggling injuries. Um, you know, the theory I think that a lot of people had was that without Turbo, that DC would give Olakowatu a lot of early ball, which is where he's really able to kind of get up to top speed, bust some tackles and score tries. Um, he just looked better. He looked healthy. He didn't look gassed. Um, but, but that's my good. Uh, did you have him the same? I did. Yep, he was my good. I had a couple of honourable mentions in there. DCE, it wasn't a great score, but he's been consistent this year. The reason why he got an honourable mention is because, you know, he's got a 60, a 60, a 62, an 80, and a 69, which is pretty decent scoring. And I think he performs quite well with no turbo in the team. He obviously, you know, takes the reins a lot more um, for them. And I think he's scored all right. And also a lot of people were taking a flyer on Brody Jones, the 270K um, cheapy um, 47s on a score to right, you know, right home about, but at his price point, it's not a bad start um, for him, mm. but yep. Ola was my good. Yep. So, um, and also on, on the DC point, you know, amazing pick there. I mean, the thing about Manly um, is that whenever turbo's out, DC basically has to do everything. He's basically like, he, he just carries the entire team. Yep. Well, and so for at least the four, next four weeks, I think it's going to be four or five weeks, um, you know, without Turbo. Um, he might be a cheeky one you might want to bring in as a, as a halfback pod. Uh, I think he'll be consistent. Um, he, he might be. I, I see a couple of hundreds if, if we start to get up to, um, you know, some good form without Turbo. Um, but, but you could definitely go worse than to pick DC in your halves. Yep. Uh, who'd you have as a bad? Yeah. Yep, so I had um, Ponga as, as my bad. So I, the reason I put him as my bad is because, um, you know, Ponga was always has been for the last five years known as like it's been, you know, generally, you know, Teddy and Ponga or Teddy and Pups. And I mean, 43 with a try and a line break try. Um, it's it's not not particularly fantastic. Um, and and moving on to my ugly, it's Jason Saab on four. I know that <laughs> people uh, might be tempted to say four and with a zero, it has happened in a minute game. But I think I think four is not not a not really an attacking weapon. Um, you know, make a, make Saab is. <laughs> I think he made a couple of tackles, but yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, but what I would say on Saab is, you know, four four for Saab. Um, you know, he's going to come down really nice in price. When Turbo comes back, if we go on a good run, he's easily a person that you could just bring in a cheapy price, 200, 250K, put on your bench if you don't want to play him. He might make 200K if he goes in a good run of scores. So um, I think there's always lightning in the tunnel. 
Yeah, well, we saw that last year, and I think I would be happy to take a little punt in the center wing on him in the 200s and play him on matchups. So, you know, that score is going to bode well for, you know, price drops and to bring him in, I think, in a, in a few weeks. My bad was Gagai, um, and my ugly was Ponga. Bad was Gagai because he's 9.8% owned. He started the year, you know, like a house on fire, 106, 82, 60 then it was a 59. This week it was a 35. So he has just steadily gone down. And probably, you know, to start the year, people, if they took him as a pod, you, you got to enjoy the good stuff. But people have been bringing him in every week, you know, from the start. And basically there's going to be some people out there that brought him in just for these rubbish scores. Um, yeah, Ponga got my ugly because exactly what you said, um, a line break try. Um, and he's just not an elite fullback. He's actually 3.5% owned, and I just can't believe it. If you've got Ponga, you've got to get rid of him. He, you, uh, he scores this year 44, 9, 43, you know, and he's that's not even mentioning. We, you know, with the, we see the three scores there. He's been quite injury prone as well. Um, yeah, it, it's not, not good over there at the Knights, and I think he's a bit distracted with his old contract stuff, and, mate, he's not the player he used to be. I think he's gone backwards in the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it's always tough when you play playing a side like, um, I mean, Newcastle's got a lot of injuries at the moment and the injuries that they got on uh, on Thursday night can't help them. But, yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, cut your losses, really, um, with, with, with Ponga. I know he's dropped a lot. I know he's probably a pot pick, but just move him out. Whoever you can go to, whether it's a cheapie, just just, just get him out. It's... Uh, it's it's you've got to cut your losses on this one. It's um it's not going to improve, I don't think. Um, but but for his sake, I, I hope it does. Um, he's an excellent player, an excellent talent. I know. Um, by the by the season's end, he'll be scoring 120s for fun. I would say. Well, let's hope he does. Um, moving on to the next game, the Cowboys versus the Warriors. It was a tight one. I was off to. You know, a rubbish start in my tipping. Um, but the Warriors got the job done in extra time. Sean Johnson kicked the field goal. It was nice moment for him back at the Warriors. My good was Aitken, um, 19.7% owned. He updated nicely to a 94. 1,466 people sold Aitken last week. And I bet you they're kicking themselves because the scores have been medium. You know, they've been pretty good. Um, 58, 48, 61, 49, uh, and a 94. He's, you know, he's one of those ones that I don't think you would have got rid of. I think I, I owned Aiken and I did get rid of him earlier in the season. Um, but, you know, the people who sold him this week, you got burnt because he's, he's done very well. Mm, uh, yeah. And I mean, the thing about the thing about Aiken also is is for those who sold him, I mean, if you plug him into your center wing, he's got a base of 35-40, Um, you know, with upside there, it's a safe floor. Um, you can go worse. Um, I always thought that there was uh, bigger fish to fry um, than than to sell him this week. Uh, but um, but I mean, you can't predict um, him him going over for one, and uh, you know, it's 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 good for owners, but for non-owners, um, you know, move on to something better. Yeah, well, that's it. His price is probably um, at a point now where you wouldn't bring him in, but, you know, for those people that held or, or he's, he's, you know, fairly well owned, it was a good score. Um, my bad, you know, was JTB, 7.3% um, owned. Um, he's, he's finished with a 29, um, but, you know, he he was played. People played him <laughs> this week and that's a smelly score. You know, my note about him is he's, he's got a 26 to 27 to 25. You can't play him in your team. 
Um, and my ugly was Nanai. Now, I know he updated to 30 points. He's been the talk of the town, Nanai. I think he's been a little bit you know, underwhelming for me. Um, I didn't go there with Nanai, but people might have been doing it as a financial move. Um, he's 17.1% owned. And apart from that 100, we had a 56. Um, we've had a 35, a 37, and the 30. Unfortunately for him, you know, he's made his BE, but only just. <laughs> he's, he's always peaked already and i think he's going to get you 30 points if he doesn't score you know multiple tries yeah i think 100 percent right and and i'm a nanai and i've had it since the start i actually had both nanai and lukey uh and i just think you know he's a very talented um footballer you know he will score tries in, in, in patches here and there um i think from, from what i'm seeing in the way the cowboys are playing it's going to come from more the, the kicks type of stuff than clean ball um, you know, I, I don't, I don't see him barging over for you know two line break tries and scoring one twenties, one thirties. But, but I just think that the base with him is it's not great. And you know, in a side like the Cowboys, who is not going to put on you know third more than thirty points very often at all, I, I think you know you take the money you've made and, and kind of move on to someone um, a bit more uh, in a bit in a better attacking side or with a bit more base. Yep. Um, I got some honorable mentions in there. Curran, 92 points. He was one of those ones that I was thinking about to start the year. Um, he's been moved around a little bit between second row and, and lock. Um, you know, but he's he's a good pick. I think he's obviously a chance, you know, to play Origin, they say, this year, um, which will be a bit of a disappointment for owners if you lose him. Um, but you know, he's he's a consistent scorer. It's been, you know, pretty good you know, consistent scoring from him. Um, the other one I wanted to mention was Lolo. Um, he's going to duel after this week, which is you can plug him into your front row quite handily. Um, 60, 68, 59, 56, 53. It's not hundreds, but I'm sure if he barges over for a try, we're going to see a, a good score from him. And it's pretty, you know, you can bank on that. I mean, it's sort of like Arrow, you know, you've got 50, 60s, you know, from Lolo this year. And now he's got duel. Yeah, no, he's he's a he's a fine pick in in front row. I mean, there's not too many options up there. Um, and and you know he's looking better. Um, I think I heard a lot of people say he was you know a bit washed. Um, earlier in the season, and you know he he's not. I don't think he's back to you know 2019 Lolo. Um, but but I think he's looking better. Um, but that probably brings us on to the next game, which I think is uh, Broncos and Roosters. So they're good for me. I mean, I I don't want to you know be mean to all the people who sold him this week, but Stags. Um, he looked absolutely fantastic. Um, he looked, you know, rejuvenated. Um, you know, I, I think it was perhaps maybe an injury that was bugging him a little bit. And um, and uh, anyway, he came back to his confident self. And uh, 108 points, I think, is um, is pre-updates uh, th- that I got. So, I mean, fantastic play. I mean, honourable mentions for me. Also go Joe Manu. Um, mm-hmm. Incredible pick. Uh, he just looks fantastic. And... Uh, he, he's kind of all around the place. He, he just finds a way to get involved. And that's what you like when you own people like Fafita and Stags that potentially don't get involved as much. Uh, the bad for me was obviously Tedesco, um, 28 points, um, not fantastic at all, uh, especially for the 9% who captained him. You would think at least against um, Cowboys, worst case scenario, he scores you 40-50. So to get that score is, is not fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ugly for me was Luke Keary, 14 Mm-hmm. Uh, the people who started with Kieran Walker, I mean, I started with Walker myself, um, and he obviously had a good game. Uh, 
Um, I mean, it's 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 quite ridiculous in in terms of a side like the Roosters for Kiri to score fourteen points. We've known that he scores highs and lows, but um, but fourteen is is not not fantastic. No, it's not. Well, I mean, I, I warned people off Kiri to start the season. He's a yo-yo, and we probably we were a little bit mesmerized by his three games last year. Um, my bad was um, Hetherington. There was a few people that brought him in. He's 4.4%. That 300K, he was named to start at lock. Um, 1,600 people or whatever brought him in. Um, and the 35, I think, would have been a bit underwhelming from f- for those people that did bring him in. Um, you know, when you bring someone in, you want 50, 60. I mean, I brought in Brown, and of course I wanted 100, but I'll take 50. Um, people would have been a bit disappointed. He's obviously a bit cheaper, um, and, you know, I think you're probably stuck with him now. My ugly was Teddy because he was 8% captained, and, you know, I put a higher price on fullback. You know, fullbacks we, we think are going to be sort of 80, 90, you know, average, and Teddy's down at 58 now after this week. It's way below, you know, where he's been. I think he's a fair hold. I think their draw opens up, you know, and we're, if you're thinking of the high and standard fullback and, you know, use Teddy to get up to Cleary, let's just wait till we know how much money Cleary is going to lose before you do it. Um, do you have any honourable mentions? I, I had a few in there. Um, oh, I mean, I said Walker with an 87 is, is always a good honourable mention. I mean, they don't look like a cohesive side at the moment. Um, they look clunky at times. And, and I think that, you know, the run which we saw open up and them scoring, you know, everyone, everyone on the roost is scoring hundreds. I, I don't think that's potentially going to happen. I think you're going to see Walker go quiet one game and Teddy go quiet one game and Kiri go quiet one game. Um, but, but still to see Walker get an 87 shows that, you know, for, for those who held him like me, um, you know, there's still something worth holding there. Yep, definitely. Um, Honourable mention to Oates, turn back the clock with a couple of tries there, tunned up 102. I mean, he's got to get a mention when he turns up. And look, Hass, 74 points. He's rock solid. He's very highly owned. I mean, unfortunately, we're going to lose him for two weeks. I think he's a whole definitely. Don't, you know, stuff around too much in the front row. Um, you know, the two kings are doing a fair enough job. If you've got both of them, you can plug them in um, to your front row for a couple of weeks. Um Moving on to the Raiders versus the Storm wasn't fun for me as a Raiders fan to watch, although I think we slightly improved. I didn't, you know, I didn't bet that the Raiders were going to win. I didn't have a bet with anybody on it. Um, And the Storm were um, pretty good, you know, as we expect. I think the Raiders, you know, were definitely outclassed. Um, My good was Harry Grant. Um, I know that Hughes scored 91 and Munster was 84. Harry Grant was on 90 and he's lost a try assist and he's downdated. You know, it's cost me two head to heads, by the way, you know, with Grant going down a try assist and then Fafita going up 30 points. I was, I was on 10 out of 10 leagues. And then those two, you know, updates or down dates cost me. Um, but look, Grant is, uh, you know, you made that move this week. I think it was a good one because he's just that set and forget um, awesome you know, he's going to score you 70, 80 every week. I don't think you're going to get big hundreds, but if you can get 80 out of your hooker and you, you know, hopefully you've got a bench hooker that's slowly bubbling away for money like a Randall. Um, but Harry Grant, you know, he's going to be on that list in the good very often. Um, yeah, my honourable mentions were Hughes with a 91, Munster with an 84, and Josh King just keeps on 
chugging away. Obviously, Bellamy really likes him. Um, 69 points. Um, my bad was Pappenhausen, um, 52% owned. He was 25.7% captain, which is really unlucky. You can't say that was chasing points because if I didn't captain Hines, the reason why I captain Hines, it was because I didn't have a loop. So I VC Teddy into a Hines captain. Um, if I could have looped and had a loopable option there, it would have been perhaps that was my captain. It's, you know, it's an unfortunate thing, um, but 39, it's going to be really disappointing. I mean, for you, that could have been 1250, you know, 1270, you know, if you'd have got, you know, a better score at a perhaps. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I mean, it's it, it sucks because everyone else on my team performed quite well this week and, and obviously Pat's, um, you know, coming back and, and not scoring. And I think the thing about him coming back was he looked a bit hesitant to run the ball after going so close to potentially being concussed. And I think that's the, the, the wider issue, which might be a little bit concerning maybe in, you know, next week or until he gets that confidence up. As we saw, he, he's a player that when he's high on confidence, he just scores, you know, centuries for fun. Um, but, you know, when he's a bit hesitant to run the ball, uh, you know, he can be a bit more reserved. And, I mean, he's still a fantastic player nonetheless, but um, maybe in the next couple of weeks he, he might not be the captaincy option that uh, that we might might have thought would be in place. Yeah, and let's hope first place that he he's all good and he can play this week as well. Um, my ugly was Coates, um, 43% owned Coates. He... You know, 3.1% of people brought him in and 92% of those owners played him because he's been fantastic to start the year. Um, we know, if you know Coates, that if there's no tries, it's going to be very, very low score. It was this week. Uh, he finished with a 15. Um, so that's a stinger. It sucks. But well, I mean, with Coach, you can half expect it, but some of my lowest scores this week were Paps and Teddy, which is, you know, disappointing. Sorry about this. Yeah, so Souths and Dragons, I mean, the good for me was Kaloma Tungi, um, 98. I mean, he's he, he's actually surprisingly owned quite a bit. I was, I've checked this before, um, and uh, there's a fair few people who actually went to start the season as a bit of a pod. Uh, so, I mean, it's a great score. When he scores a try, he, he, he looks fantastic. And obviously, you know, you know, the, the, the almost ton score is, is fantastic. Um, but uh, the problem with him is a bit like Nanai is is, uh, is a bit of the base. However, you know, Rabbitohs are aside, unlike the Cowboys, who when they score points, they can score thirty, they can score thirties, forties, quite fun. So he might be a little bit of a pod pick for weeks to come. Um, my bad was AJ with twenty three. Um, you know, a lot of people might have thought to go him a bit early. Uh, because, you know, he, he with that run, uh, he, he looks like a fantastic option on, on you know, that back line. Um, and Latrell going down doesn't also help him, um, you know, because obviously it disrupts that cohesion there. Uh, and the ugly for me was, as I'm sure you'll touch on, was Cody Walker. Uh, uh, I mean, this this is why Supercoach is such a hard game and also why uh, everyone that plays it probably needs to be a bit easy on themselves um, because objectively he's a fantastic pick. You'd think him going up against the Dragons this week, he'll just absolutely smoke it. But um, unfortunately, just doesn't look too involved um, over the past couple of weeks and uh, a bit concerning. It is a bit concerning. He was brought in, um, you know, by some people this week, obviously with their nice run. And that's probably where Colo and Tangi would be a decent hold. 
you know, he scored a couple of 80s and then 40, 40, 40s, high 40s. So he's got a bit of a, bit of a better base than some of the other options in there. Um, yeah, Cook was my good. Um, 85, a lot of people were sort of umming and ahhing. Do I bring in Grant or Cook? And they went with Cook because the draw for South is phenomenal. Um, and I think you're off to a good start as a Cook owner because he's running and he looks fantastic. Um, I had Kaloa Matangi in there as well. I also had Campbell Graham with the 74 is somebody that I really have my eye on. AJ and Graham, it's a good year. He scored Graham 74, 72. He had a 30 in there, but a 78 and a 60. Three 70s, a 60 and a 30. He's one of the you know, top sort of center wingers, I think, for this year. Um, scored quite well. And all of my other ones were exactly the same as yours. I don't think that AJ's, I think he still is a good target. You know, that score there, we'll see his price come down nicely. And AJ, we know, is one of those players that you grab at a lower price when the price is right and they go on that nice run, which they've got coming. <laughs> yep, for sure. And I mean, Campbell Graham is also, you know, you hit the nail on there with that pick. He's, his base is really strong. For a centre wing, and I think that in these type of games where you know South potentially don't score the amount of points that um, you know you'd think, he's the type of person who you'd rather have over AJ, um, just because he's got that really really solid base there. He's always involved, and um, you know worst case scenario he's at thirty five forty. Um, so I mean, especially with Latrell out of side, I don't think they're going to score the forty points in which we we originally thought they were. Um, so for the next couple of weeks, if your immediate you know decision was to to make um you know a center wing trade, uh, I'd be bringing Graham over AJ. Yeah, um, you know, obviously you'd hold Cody if you did make the decision. I know it stings that you got that ten out of him this this week, but he's got to warm up. Surely, their run is just too good. Now, would you move him, or are you just go well single you know double, double digits just flick him and get Munster in, or you just can't burn trades. You got to just Stick to the reason why you brought Cody in, you know, that their run was going to be good. He hasn't started the year very well. I'm sure people would be tempted. I mean, I, I'd, I mean, I'd hold him. Um, you know, you brought him in for that run and you keep him for the run. Um, you know, unless he puts on a couple of, you know, 10s, 20s or 30s the next couple of weeks, which he won't. Um, you know, Cody does this. Uh, he goes on runs. And, you know, the run just hasn't started yet. So if you've got him, uh, I think you keep your head up, you keep him in your side and uh, you look forward to the next couple of weeks because, um, let's be honest, he's, uh, he, he's going to be one that if you don't own, which is both you and I, um, we're going to be, uh, you know, nervously watching him on the field. Oh, well, he'll be cheap as, you know, <laughs> he's mm, going to be getting cheaper. 100%. Uh, over to the Titans versus the Eels. Um, the good was for Fida. Um, he's, you know, repaid the faith in these people that hold him you know he was sold by 4.8 percent of people and i was one of them then he just looks you know terrible and in fact i don't even it was the most miraculous 107 i've ever seen because it was a horrible game by david fafita he was not involved at all and i'll just say on the side we were in the chat group and i was arguing with kane constantly it seems like all i do is argue with kane at times <laughs> but i mean i love you kane you're a champion but look all i was saying about the fafita try was they just they awarded it so quickly and I, i'm still yet to see an angle that actually says definitively that it was a try now if the bunker does have a view on these tries that a view that we don't have can we see that on the coverage please because you know it was so many of those tries down the try line and the, you can see a finger out or a shoe or whatever i didn't see anything you know that that rear view that i saw 
it was pretty sketchy to me. I don't think he scored. And even Gutho said after the game, I thought I got him out. Um, but look, I, that's all I w- I've got to say on that. But he, he updated 30 points, two line break assists, and, um, you know, that one big run was basically all of his points um, this week. Yeah, 100, 100%, Adrian. Like, uh, the thing about Fafida is, you know, yes, you're unlucky to, to get that 107 this week. I don't think he stays in 107 um, as an owner. Uh, I don't think there was that much in that one run. Um, and, you know, I, I, I mean, he'd, he'd be lucky to hold on to um, 107. I think he down dates to you know, around 90-ish, which isn't massive, but I think the 30-point update was was huge. I don't know where that came from. Um, and the second thing with, with him is all the reasons why he sold him, which was he doesn't look too involved. They're struggling to get him an early ball. Um, you know, the Titans aren't looking like the attacking force that, that we thought. They're all completely valid reasons and they didn't change. It was one run um, where, and Fafita can do this, but, you know, ideally you'd like to look, you'd like to see him threaten a little bit more mm. um, than, than what he's doing. So, I mean, for those 4.8% which sold, um, you, you're not, you haven't lost out. It, it, it sucks this week, but um, but I think that, you know, He's not going to be that, um, you know, 120 every week that, that that we thought when we were buying him at the start of the season. Yeah, well, that's it. He's got this big 100 this week and his average is still 60s, you know, and that says something about, you know, the other games this year. I just didn't think that he, he you know, he's not covering his price tag. Um, and look, yeah, you, you know, the people who held, you do deserve that because you stood strong and you held for feeder waiting for a game like this. I don't think it will down date. They, they seem pretty much like when they do this Sunday night update, that that's how it stays. So he's finished with 107. It was a good score. Um, you know, and he's actually made his BE too. So he'll make a little bit of money, which is good. Um, the other good I wanted to mention was Gutho. And a lot of the preferred options you could have in fullback, Gutho's had a pretty good start to the year. Um, he finished on a 97 uh, this week, which is a good score. That's all I've got to say on Gutho. He's, you know, he, he put, can turn it on. He gets 70 to 95s, you know, he, that's what he scores, which is pretty good. It could, yeah, it could be Puppy. In, um, sorry, it could be, uh, yeah, it could be Puppy and, and Gutho and your fullbacks. I mean, I don't think, I think Gutho and Teddy are going to be the new, you know, 2A and 2B, um, mm. you know, with, with Turbo out. So you could definitely go um, go worse than that. I mean, honourable mention for me was IPAP. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we've obviously had our rants about IPAC in previous seasons uh, <laughs> with, with the way he updates and gets triases. But um, but he just looks fantastic. Um, and, you know, before the season, it was, you know, he, he's, he's, he's overpriced. I just think just get him in. Um, he's easily, uh, you know, him and Payne Haas. It's him, Payne Haas in, in, in front row forward and the rest is, you know, a considerable distance below. So, I mean, he got 81. I don't know, I don't know what he's updated to, but he looked um, looked absolutely fantastic. And, and, you know, in those positions, just, just get him in as soon as he can. Yeah, I agree. I mean, my, you know, look at my team and I'm thinking about finish the year. I definitely want IPAP and I do want Hass. Um, there might be some people that just go and flick across to, you know, IPAP from Hass because they want to get that solid 80 in the front row. I don't know if I'd recommend that. I'm going to just hold Hass and I'm going to try to get, you know, Josh King, you know, with he just keeps making money. I can get him up to IPAP. Moses was good again this week, finished with a 90. Um, he, a lot of people brought him in. You know, it was him and Brown that people were bringing, thinking of it as an avenue to go to um, Cleary. Um, not a bad move because he scored well as well. Um, and Maddo, you know, he obviously got extra minutes. He's been coming off the bench. 
Um, my hope with Maddo was the same as what I'm hoping with Angus Crichton is that, you know, he drops really nicely in price coming off the bench and you can get him for 400K and he takes back his, you know, starting spot. The thing I will say about Maddo is that you do have near Corey coming back in and I don't think Lane's a long-term injury. So maybe he does go back to the bench, but it was a good score this week. See what Maddo does when he gets minutes. He's a, he's a weapon for super coach. 100%. And I, I bet Kim was happy when he went over for that try. Yeah, well, she sold Maddo you know, when he went back to the bench. Oh, no. It was one of those unfortunate oh, people that sold, she sold Gutho this week to Paps and then captain him. So she, <laughs> that was a Kim, shocking Kim. move. You've got to feel for people that did that. <laughs> um, look, my bad was Furmore. Um, look, 42. It's a real nitpicky of me. But 4.2, 4,326 4, people brought him in. Um, he's been scoring very well. And I think that's about a half of what people were hoping for out of him. I know it was a tougher sort of matchup and you'll accept 42. And look, I'm just being nitpicky because there wasn't a lot of stuff in there for me that I considered to be bad. Um, and my ugly was Marnie. Um, he fished on 37. He's 10.8% owned. And the reason why he's my ugly is just because he's not running with Cook and Grant. And people thought about him in that, you know, I, I can have him as my main hooker. He's not, unfortunately. And if people are getting 80s and 90s from Cook and Grant and you're getting 30s from Marnie, um, I think that you should try to get in one of those two options. I don't think Marnie's the guy for you this year. No, no, he doesn't look as as involved and... It, it kind of sucks. I mean, my my ugly was uh, Toby Sexton. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would have would have would have kept him. Um, you know, he's you know expecting around the 40-50 mark against you know a side like the Eels. Um, to score 20, 22 or twenty three is uh, he's not great for owners. Um, and uh, you know, especially especially with the goal kicking too. Um, but but it's you know a bit of a bummer, especially in a week where you know your Sammy Walkers, Inigo Hineses, and even even Cleary scored you know all right. Um, you know it, it's not a not a not a great score. So if you have him, I'd say you uh, move him on as soon as you can. Yeah, I think he's actually just watching the game. I think that he's really starting to realise what first grade is, and I think they have. You know, these ones that start boom, you know, he didn't start boom, but he started very confidently enough for them to let go of Fogarty. They felt very confident. I'm sure he'll come good. And he looks to me like he's got the attributes to be a good um, halfback, you know, but he seems like a little bit deer in the headlights out there. You know, a lot of things, trying a lot of things and things are coming off. You know, the Titans have got a lot to work on. They definitely haven't been getting for feeder in the game. They attack in a way, you know, that can be very good, but I think they're not doing it, you know, the way they should. You know, I don't think they're attacking the way they should. There's too many, you know, like the, when they're running and Brimson does, he wants to do one of those bullet passes and he cuts out David Fafita and goes to the center. It's like, come on. And we should, yeah. point, we should point out, I'm not a big fan of the old holding down, you know, and getting a penalty so that you can go and get a review, which is what the Titans did twice in that game. That's no good for rugby league. No, no, it's not. And I mean, look, the the risk is, is and as they said, I, I think to Toby is they said if you're unsuccessful um, with this challenge, we're going to send you for ten. Mm. And I think, look, if that's the loophole, then then that that's that's what's got to be. It made the game slightly more exciting when they did that because you thought, oh, the high risk, high reward will be the challenge if he goes off. Um, you know, if it if it's unsuccessful, yet send it for ten. Uh, but but yeah, not that good. But completely echoing your comments you made about about the Titans, they um, 
yeah, Sexton just looks. I mean, he's got all the talent to, to succeed, and, and he will be a fantastic footballer for years to come. But they just don't appear to really have that cohesion, and I think it actually stems down to Brimson needs to be in that side, but I don't reckon his his position is five eight. And I and I love Jaden Campbell. I think he's fantastic, but. I question whether or not it's better to go Brimson back to fullback and, and get Jaden Campbell on the wing or something like that. Um, but but that's probably why I'm not an NRL coach. Yeah, I think you know, he was doing some short kicking in there that looked good, and I think it started to spark him back into the game. I think he Brimson has, I think, the all-round game that could eventually get there, I think, as a six, but I wouldn't be expecting it this year. Um, I don't – Jaden Campbell's got a lot of work to do. Like a Sloan, he's very one-dimensional. Not, you know, not a fan of passing. And in this modern game, you've got to be a passing fullback. Um, but anyway, that's enough on the Titans. Moving on to the Sharks versus the Tigers. You cover that, good, bad, and ugly. Oh, the, the person who doesn't own Hines covering the Sharks is never a good sight. <laughs> um, so the good was obviously Nico Hines. I mean, he looks fantastic. I mean, not just from a physical point of view because he's an absolute. Um, you know, male model V2.0, but on the field, he is just carving it up. Um, he looks fantastic. I think it was 116 points he's on. That's pre-updates. Uh, and, you know, for, for the 24% or 25% the captain him, I mean, he's, he's fantastic. And I think he's up to 46% owned, I was looking at, uh, which is just ridiculous for non-owners like me. So he comes into a couple of hard games, um, uh, hard with Manly uh, being the second game. Um, they got the Storm but- next week. Yeah, Storm next week will be a hard one. Uh, he's going mm. up against his old team. They know him very well. Um, you know, I wouldn't be captaining him next week. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he's, he's not probably the, the best pick uh, next week. But the thing about Hines is even in that absolute shambles of a game that he had, you know, I think it was last week, he scored something like 40 or 50. And, I mean, that was, you know, he was on a negative score at halftime or he was on a four or something at halftime. You know, he's just so involved in, in the sh- what the Sharks do that I reckon even if the Sharks score two tries, he's going to have a hand in one or two of them. Um, yeah. He's just a fantastic pick. A uh, bit of a bummer that I don't own him. I'm going to have to, you know, just not watch Sharks games from now on. Um, but yeah. the honourable mention for, for Sharks was um, Will Kennedy. Yeah, uh, he looks fantastic. I mean, for a guy that I didn't expect to hold down a, a fullback position for, for that long, he looks absolutely like a, like a top. You know, he's better than average for sure. He's looking oh, fantastic in that side. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, he's he's a player that I really love to watch, and I think that's a good a good sign that they've got it. You know, I think in that team this year, the Sharks, I think they'll give Melbourne a run for their money, um, and he's the beneficiary of their go forward is good. Uh, he's a really underrated fullback. I think Dylan Edwards is an underrated fullback, um, and I, I really like Hines. Another honourable mention for me is Katoa, um, finished in the 80s there again with a you know, try. Um, Mulatalo, 77, and Ramian uh, with 75. The reason why they get honourable mentions for me is because they've got the first buy. We'll cover that later once we get through these games. And some of these guys might be people that you target. Ramian, you know, he's got a very good base and he looks like he's up for it this year. He could be somebody that you target maybe to bring in for your round 13. You're building numbers for that round 13. Um, the bad? The bad for me was, um, uh, I mean, you could call it ugly, Teague Wilton with a, with a 26. Now, I know he went off for, for his HIA and obviously carved out, you know, 
10, 15 minutes. But um, a lot of people brought him in this week. I was actually one of the ones considering bringing him in after his, you know, his couple of fantastic scores he's had to open the year. And uh, in a week where generally most trades hit, um, save for Wiki Cody Walkers, uh, 26 isn't um, fantastic. And especially the people who sold him um, might have well sold your homolies, um, you know, the only one I could say that really was probably a good trade is Nanai, but then you know from thirty to twenty six is just not mm. a fantastic pick. But um, but, but yeah, he's he's my bad. Yep, um, Tua Lagi was my bad. Thirty five, um, he just can't get a full game. He got a HIA again this game. He can't get eighty minutes out of him. That scores. We got the forty six to start the year. It's been thirty two, twenty eight, and thirty five now. I don't think you can play him. So get him out of your seventeen until. He looks like he's got a little bit of super coach friendly in him. He put on some good hits in actual NRL there today, but we need him to play 80 and the Tigers are not a great outfit. So I won't be playing him in my 17. Um, he was my bad. My ugly was Wilton, you know, because he was brought in by a number of people. He's only just made his BE. So that looks like he's peaked and they've got troops coming back as well. So, you know, how much longevity has he got in the position? Um, moving on to the last game, it was the Dogs versus the Panthers. Um, you know, the, they hung in there, the dogs, you know, they came back in that second half it was a bit scrappy from the old Penrith Panthers. You know, my good is Taylor May, who everybody should have brought in. If you didn't own him finished on an 83, um, but he was on 69, I think at halftime. So they really, you know, didn't do as much in the second half as we would have hoped. Um, but he's been a sensation. Okay. He's 54.6% owned. So there's got to be a lot of ghost teams out there because you're not playing the game right if you didn't bring in May minus 150, whatever be. He's going to make good money. I don't think he's going to lose that spot. I think when um, Toll's back, I really think that Toll plays on the right. You know, So I think that that left side is beautiful with um, Targo and May. And I think that Brian plays better on the right side with Crichton. So I think that's what they might do. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. He's he's just too good not to play in that side. Um, he looks again like like you said, Brian Tovey point uh, version two point oh. Uh, he, he looks fantastic, and I mean Staines is playing a little bit better this year. I I just don't think he's in the ballpark that, that May's in, even in in the short time May's had. So, um, mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, he fudged a, an open to the try line pass, just dropped it cold tonight, Staines. So, yeah, I think May holds his spot. Um, the bad for me was Kikau. Um, he nearly got that try at the end of the game. It was disallowed. He you know, didn't quite grab it. But he's 20-something percent owned still. Um, I can't understand my writing. That's why I said 20-something. Um, but 34 <laughs> is not what you hope for. But you're going to get that from Kikau. Kikau and Nanai are in the same mould. If they score a try, it's respectable. If they score a couple, which they're more than capable of, it's that's they got those upsides, you know, they're the upside second row forwards. Um, yeah, just one of those things, not a good score from him today. Yeah, and and if I'm honest, you know, you'd rather have kick out open and I every day of the week because of the side he's in, you know, he'll get those those tons, you know, every two or three games. Um, whereas in and I, it might be five, six games before, you know, every, every time a ton starts. So, um, for the people who've got kick out, I mean, I don't. I don't know whether you, you hold him, but um, but but he's he's definitely not the worst option. Uh, my ugly was Crichton. Um, he's been more owned than I, you know, ex- thought. Um, but the twenty six today, it was you know out there. He does his job, you know, but there wasn't anything for him. Like I said, they were scratchy. You know, the old um, Panthers in that second half. Um, what do you make of Cleary? He obviously had a reasonable enough game today. He's coming back from a major injury. I think he was better this week than he was 
last week. He seemed really involved in the physical stuff this week, which I think is a good sign for him. Um, he's going to, you know, with if these scores are anything to go on, he's going to come down in price. Mm, yeah, quite significantly. And I think that, you know, a lot of people brought him in and it's, it's kind of like the, that one where if you bring him in early or his first or second game and he tons up, um, you know, you're, you're looking like an absolute hero. It's similar to when I brought in Turbo a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of years back. I think it was his first game back against the Titans. It might have been last year. Um, and, and it's risky, but but if you, you know, he's two times up, you're looking like a hero. Uh, I think that he's going to take a couple of games for him still to get back up to full speed. Um, and I think what you do if you're a non-owner is um, you definitely wait until he has that huge game and then you bring him in after that. Um, or he looks, he looks, you know, a bit more likely than he currently is. He still looks a bit like he's going through the motions a little bit. Um, and, uh, and definitely with the 949K player, uh, you definitely want to see that, that, you know, get back up to speed before you bring him in. Um, but in terms of, you know, for owners uh, that brought him in, you know, don't be too discouraged by it. This is going to drop in price, but you brought him in for a reason. You don't even have to worry about halfback. Um, the price changes the rest I mean, of the season. You forked out the money, yes, because you wanted him. And you will get that the advantage you were going to grab is if he did go off, hopefully he gets it next week for you where other people haven't brought him in yet because we're expecting that he's going to lose money and he goes and brains it. It could still pay off for you that you went early on him. Look, this week was 160 break even. So with that 44, you know, it's going to be an enormous break even again next week. So uh, hopefully we can get him for 700 or something where we want to do it. Um, moving on. Those are the games. Uh, thanks for reviewing those with me. My discussion to finish the show with you was around the round 13 buy and the round 17 buy. I, I started the show pre you I was recording saying it's a good idea to have a bit of a little geese you know at the round 13 uh, teams and who are people that you might target from those specific teams because now when you're making trades it might be person a it might be person b and you might take person b because they are someone who's available in that round 13 that was why I sold for feeder instead of for Moli because Moli is one of those players that's going to be uh, playing in that round 13 buy so Let's cover it. Um, the buy in round 13 is going to be the Gold Coast versus North Queensland, the Panthers versus the Dogs, the Sea Eagles versus the Warriors, and the Raiders versus the Chooks. So let's go through the teams, and I'll go, and you tell me what you think of these players that I've pegged as possible options to bring in from those teams, you know, in the time between now and round 13. Fantastic. And I think it's also great that you're, you're highlighting the importance of, um, of doing this early. I mean, it's definitely not something which I've thought about. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an oversight, which a lot of super coaches have, is they get way too late before they start um, considering the buy. So, you know, I think it's a fantastic thing that, thing that um, you know, we need to kind of highlight and super coaches definitely need to be clear about, you know, who's playing, who's not playing. Yeah, it's not, it's probably early days, but I just want to mention people names, you know, in that round, you've got, you know, some options that I think uh, I, I green light, you know, that for, for that round um, and some that I amber, you know, because they're not essential and you, you know, you, they're no guarantee, no slam dunk, but you've got to look, you know, between now and, and round 13 to start thinking about it. Because if you filter your team now and you've only got three people, if you take out your origin, people that are playing round 13, you'll be one of those ones that sees red arrows in round, you know, round 13. Whereas if you start thinking about it now, um, you can be, it can be a real moving week for you in super coach where you dominate with good numbers in the round 13. Um, the Gold Coast, look, 
there are none really, if I'm being honest, that appeal to me. I'm a Furmore owner and I'm going to probably just hold him. He's got that nice handy jewel. He um, is going to probably peak before, you know, round 13, well before round 13, but he's fairly safe enough play for 40, 50 each week. Um, and the another one that I've got in Amber is Marju. If he holds his spot, he's a barnstorming winger. His price is actually high. So if the money... Uh, works and he holds his spot he's an amber for me because he could be somebody on that uh up against the the cowboys i think it's a pretty decent matchup um he might be somebody that interests me anyone else from the titans tickle your fancy i mean obviously tino and fafita are going to go off to origin uh and mo fortawaka would be somebody that interests me but i think he's in the origin as well um anyone else I mean, look, uh, Margie's a fantastic pick. If And this is all, I mean, we've talked about Titans a lot in this, in this episode, but if Titans can get up to, to what they were at the end of last season, um, I'd also put in um, Philip Sami. I mean, boys in the group know that I'm, I've got an absolute man crush on the bloke, but it's not for just a superfluous reason. It's because he's actually really good when he plays in the wing. I don't like him at centre, um, but if he can, you know, if he can be Marju and perhaps... Uh, Philip Sammy on the wings. He, he he just busts tackles, you know, makes line breaks. He's a great attacking player. Um, and already this season, I mean, they're not even up to really good speed. He scored 60, 54, 72, and 53. Yeah, so, not a bad um, shout. I mean, no, I don't Not think, a bad shout. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be off into origin this year, is he? I know he played. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, He's got to be Coates, maybe a chance. Yeah, he would be a chance. Coates on one wing. I mean, Mulatalo is probably no. He's not. Can Mulatalo play? He's can't. He's not a Queenslander. Can't. Can't. No. Yeah. So he might well go in. I mean, it, he's he's playing really well, and, and I just think he's a yeah. He he might go into that camp, but if he doesn't go into that camp, and, and, yeah, and Titans go up to um, could be could be a really good play. Uh, yeah. But besides that, I mean, no one really. You don't want to bring in Jaden Campbell's. I mean, if Brimo doesn't make it. Um, he might be a shout depending on how they're playing, but I think Brimo is going to make that 14 jersey. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, if you hold, if you have Fermor, you hold him as much as you can, you hold him to the buy and then you kind of ship him off. Yeah, well, he's your one. I think it's worth a hold if you can get through to there, but he is going to peak in price. Um, moving on to the North Queensland, Lolo, he's been pretty good. I think he's, the last couple of games have been up to 60s and he gets that handy jewel next week. I was pretty miffed about Talakai playing two games in centre and not getting jewel. And Lolo played you know, two games, you know, not even starting in prop. He was named to start in 13, both those games. Plays a few minutes at prop and he's, you know, gets the jewel. Um, but he's going to be an option, I think, as maybe your third front row. If you're aiming for an IPAP or maybe you do, um, you know, a Lolo and finish the year with IPAP um, because obviously they're not on the um, – on the first buy. So maybe leading out of that first buy, you can go up to IPAP, but I don't think Lolo's the worst. You can get a safe 60 and I think he's building. He could get to seventies real soon. I think. Yeah. I think hundred percent right. I mean, he, he looks better. He's going to be a safe option in front row forward. And like the thing about the buy purchase, I always like to think about is like, are you comfortable if they're like your 19th or 20th person? Um, in your squad that you can kind of sub in based on matchups. So if you have a couple of injuries, the reality with Lolo is he's safe. You can hold him for the rest of the year after that buy. So there's not a rush to get him out. So I think he's um, a fantastic buy pick. And I reckon, you know, everyone will have him assuming he's healthy. Yep. Um, another one I wanted to mention was Cotter. I really like Cotter as a, as a footballer. I think 
the, the biggest thing that concerned me about bringing him into my team was that he keeps getting named to start off the bench, but the coach seems to like him and he's getting pretty good minutes. He looked really good in that game, finished with a 71. Um, you know, well, I mean, the price is 381. He had a break even of four, so he might get a bit too expensive for you, but, you know, if you're moved now. <laughs> but I don't know if he's one I'd move heaven and earth to get in. So he's just an amber for me. Um, moving over to the Panthers versus the Dogs. Now, the Panthers are going to lose some players to origin, but I really think they've got pretty good depth, and I think they'll probably do a reasonable job on on the on the Dogs in that matchup. We're obviously all going to hold Tago and May if he holds his spot, um, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, they, you know, they're looking like keepers at this stage, both of them. So, I mean, you just hold him for as long, um, for as, long as you can. Uh, I mean, Penrith has a lot of really good players that will be away on origin duty. Um, but, you know, you, if you want to look at people like Kikau, um, you want to look at someone like an Appy if he doesn't make um, that 14 jersey, which he probably won't. Um, they're also good picks. But, um, again, you know, they're not someone, not people I'm really comfortable with holding as a 19th, 20th man. Kikau more than Appy, but... Um, that's really it. Do, yeah. do you have anyone else you'd hold? Yeah, well, I had Kiko in Amber, and I said if the price is right, because in that round, he's one of those plays you could bring in right on the round if the price is right. So if he has a couple of quiet games, one was it was a nice quiet game today. It was, so his price hopefully comes down to that point where you can grab him and play him on that, um, you know, matchup in the round 13. Um, over the other side with the Dogs, TPJ, I think he might not find his way into Origin, um, and he's actually been scoring pretty well, I think, this year. What did he finish on this week? But he's someone I think, you know, that could score well um, in that we talk about Lolo, TPJ. TPJ's a fantastic pick. I mean, the thing the thing about him is it's never been about his points potential. The reality is if he, um, you know, if it wasn't for suspensions and all that type of jazz, uh, he'd be in a lot of sides. Um, you know, now he just looks likely he's offloading even the bulldog side he looks he looks like one of their their, their shining stars um and especially for for that buy um he's again one of those people who you might end up being in the top three or four um front rowers so i, I think he's a fantastic pick uh but but you know and going back quickly to, to the panthers um there's a lot of talk and i don't know whether it's going to be the case that they might see whether they can go Cleary and Hind in the half. Now, I don't know whether that's going to happen, but if that does happen, Luai's maybe one that you look at for that buy. Yeah, I mean, I think they'd probably go with incumbents. I mean, that's, you know, Hines, he's he's been playing out of his skin. so he, And he's taken to the halves really well. So mm-hmm. it's a close watch. Because you know, Luai, if there's no Cleary there, Luai will score well. Um, the Sea Eagles, um, Homaole. He's one that I held, and I held for that reason. I think he's a good play in that round, uh, definitely. Um, Amber's for me, uh, Schuster. He's going to come back in. I don't know. But by round 13, we might have a better idea of his price, and you can pick him in the second row, or you can pick him at 5'8". And Garrick, you know, he's not really on fire this year, but you know that he's going to play fullback in that round, and he could be a center-wing option that you finish the year with. People were wrong for starting the year with Garrick, but if the price is right to bring him in, you know, you want to target players like Toto, Graham, you know, and Garrick, I think, you know, will come good by season's end. Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, it, he will come to a really, really good price where 
you know, you'll want him again, as he said, by season's end, especially with Turbo back in the side. So I think he's a really good pick. The other one I also say is, as, as we touched on previously, is if Saab's down for 200, 250k mark, just to get a number in that side for the buy, you might want to just pick him up and get him. He might get, he might score a double, he might get 20. Like just, you might bring him in that week early and, and, uh, and, and see where it lands. The other one that I'm looking at is, um, I don't think he's going to hold the spot because I think Schuster's going to be back. But say Schuster doesn't make, say Schuster makes Origin or something like that happens. Um, Andrew Davy actually looked really good this week um, for, from a Manly fans' perspective. I think he'll peak well before the round 13 buy, which is why I'm a bit, bit suspect as to whether he'll be an option. Um, but for, for whatever reason, if, if he finds his way into that, that spot and he's around an affordable price, you could go worse than him. Um, he's a solid football plays well, solid footballer. He plays with a lot of heart. Um, you know, scored a really good try this week and uh, and could have been much more of a, I think he went off for a HIA um, briefly, briefly. So, um, yeah, he, he's another, another pick that I thought might be good. Yeah, I mean, the thing with him is that, you know, you do expect that Schuster's going to come in. I don't think Schuster's going to make Origin. I think he might be there eventually. Um, so he'll probably be up and running in the second row. So it'll be Hamole and um, Schuster. Um, over the other side, Curran, you know, we had a nice score from him again this week. He's been scoring quite consistent this year, a 92 this week. He'd be somebody, I think, in that round that could be a good own. If you definitely, if you owned him, you were probably saying he's a semi keeper for the whole year. Um, but you know, if you're flicking over somebody, you could do a hell of a lot worse than owning current. He's already ten percent owned, but the scores this year from him: 81, 63, 56, 49. But up again this week with a ninety-one. He's got that ability in him to score big, and I think he'd be a good play for that by thirteen round. Yeah, hundred percent. He um. He he looks involved. He you know always goes looking for work. He also just you know he he's got that kind of element to him that he looks as if when they're on form he'll be a keeper in, in second row. Uh, so you know if we can get him at around the same price he is now and he doesn't go up to you know, high six hundreds or mid six hundreds, I think it's one that you just safely bring in the hole for the rest of the season. I also think. Curran, if you're looking at moving around, you know, you're one of the people who's not going to hold Bofermo or, um, you know, you're going to sell another 2RF. Um, getting someone like a Curran in right now is safe. He's going to be a keeper probably to, to the year's end. Um, he plays round 13. He's kind of the ones where you, know, you have a toss-up between someone that plays round 13, someone that doesn't, and you just pick someone like a Curran just because they're safe and they play that round. So I think he's, uh, he's fantastic. Yep, um, my Amber is Aiken. I don't, I sold him, but if you were someone that had him, you know, he's scoring well enough, you know, suitable enough for you to hold, you know, and he scored really well this week, so he's going to get a little bump in the price. Um, over to the Raiders, I've said nobody. There's no one that you really want to own. They're playing in that by, but look, Starling's the only one, but there's not many others, and I don't think Starling's going to get you enough points for, for to warrant a trade in. There's some people that brought in um, Starling thinking he was going to be a great you know, it's hooker two, you know, option for you this year, but he hasn't really, you know, unless he gets one of those big attacking moves, he, he he's 30s, you know, he hasn't got a very good base. Yeah, that that's true. I mean, if you've got him currently, uh, you know, in you've got, say, a Grant and a Starling, I'd hold Starling for the buy. I mean, he looks likely when he comes on. Yes, he, he like, you know, he has, everyone that owns him should know that he has that low base, but, 
Um, he can score 60s and 70s quite comfortably with those attacking stats. I mean, he scored a 58 against um, the Storm. So, you know, he, he's not the worst option. Would I be trading out someone like, a, you know, Harry Grant or Damien Cook for him over Origin? No. Um, not unless, you know, there, there's, there's, um, there's word that those two are getting arrested quite significantly. But I think he could do worse than, than to hold on for, to him for a while. Um, and just, I don't mean to do this again, but going back quickly to the Warriors, Amber for me is Tohu. Mm. Um, is he going to be back around that time or not? Well, they said round 10, so he'd get a little bit of a run-up. It'll just be really interesting whether they ease him in for minutes. Um, and how how quick can he start at his age? Yeah, true, 100%. Like, it's, um, it's one of those ones where he could easily be with a 120-130 break-even and, you know, it's a decision of whether you bring him in. But he's one of those ones who could separate you from the rest for, the, for one of those buys. Yeah, um, but, but moving back to, moving back to Raiders, it's, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's really starling on no one. I mean, if you've got Schneider um, and, I mean, I'm thinking about holding Schneider uh, <laughs> because I, I see him. He's, he's looking fantastic. He is one of the shining lights in the Raiders squad. Um, scored 65 this week. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, he could do worse than hold him, but it's all contingent on, you know, you're going to have to get Cleary and, and Hines eventually, and you can't hold someone like a Schneider forever. Yeah. Um, so, sold, so we'll I, see how that lands. Yeah, I sold Schneider early because I wanted Dylan Brown. I wanted him because I, I think four gun halves is a nice way to go. And I, I definitely didn't need to cash him in because he still had money to make and he actually scored well this week. So he's not a terrible hold at all. Moving on to the Chooks, and this is what we'll finish on. I won't cover by 17 tonight, but Manu, he will play fullback in that round because Teddy will be in origin. And I think of all the names that we've mentioned on here, um, he is the guy that I would want to own in that round. Playing against the Raiders and he's playing at fullback, he's an outstanding when he's at fullback, it's the best you see of him. He's, he's outstanding. Yeah, he's he's honestly, you know, he's one of the top, um, you know, kind of I say jack of all trades kind of players, um, where you can you can fill in multiple different positions and looks just as likely wherever. But fullback is definitely where he looks for, um, his best. Uh, and and I think what you'll find with Manu is he's won this run early. Uh, and yes, the Roosters have a fantastic run, but. I think Manu's that type of player who could go quiet for a couple of weeks, come down in price, and you bring him in for that round 13 buy. So let, let's hope that that's the case. Yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping. He comes down to a nice price and you grab him in because he will, I think he'll go well to top score in that round. Um, I like Tupu. He is a solid you know, pick to go uh, for the whole year in your center wing. Um, I, I don't know if I'd be targeting him um, over somebody like Tupu, I mean, over Manu for that round, but, you know, he's rock solid, you know, as a pick. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, I'm a Tupu and I've had him for um, since the start. And, you know, when the Roosters get back to Roosters things, which is putting 40s on people, um, he'll be one of those ones. He'll be, you know, top three centre wing by the end of the year. So do I think he's going to score better than Manu in round 13? No. Um, he might actually be an origin shout to, depending on injuries. Um, but uh, but for the overall season, um, if you're looking to bring in a centre wing and, and not trade them out, I think um, Tupu is a better option than Manu. Yeah, well, it was the 40s this week, and his first game of the year was a 36, and that's about as low as he gets. Everything else was as a 72, 71, 79. So he's a pretty good 
um, consistent player for mine. Um, in my amber, I've gone um, Satili and I've gone um, Gus, Angus Crichton. If he, you know, he's been out of form and he's starting off the bench for the Roosters, I don't think he's guaranteed his origin spot um, this year. And if he wasn't, uh, you know, an origin player this year, you know, and he's warmed up to starting again, he could be a great option in that round if he doesn't make the origin team and he's starting. Yeah, that, yeah, he, he'll be he'll be you know, one of the most trades in for, for that round. I mean, I don't think he's probably going to make it um, because I don't think that Roosters are going to start him enough weeks before the origin teams are picked. However, he might get chosen based on the um, previous team's names of that sort. But he's also one of those, one of those players where, um, you know, if he's starting, he's now an outkeeper. He'll be at a really good price, uh, you'd think, by round 11-ish, round 10-ish, um, assuming that, that Nat Butcher is all, all good to go. I know he looked a little bit banged up. Um, but, yeah, he's an absolute one which you want to bring in. And Satili is also a great pick. Both of those, when the Roosters are on their game, I mean, Satili can put on two tries. He's a fantastic pick. And, again, perfect 19th, 20th man. You play Satili, um, you, you, you play him against the good sides. You hold, you put him on your bench against the not-so-good matchups. It's, uh, it's kind of a perfect option for a buy round. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to lose a heap for Origin. I don't think Kiri's going to be getting Origin this year. I don't think Sam Walker's getting Origin. And you don't lose really anything, having Manu at the back as well. So I think they'll be good in that round uh, against the Raiders. So I'll be targeting some chooks. Maxi, it's been absolutely sensational to talk to you. You've got COVID and I've got food poisoning. So if our energy was down, guys, on the potty, cut us some slack, eh? We're not, both of us are not well. Um, I, I'm barely, I, I tried to walk the dog today and I, uh, let's just say every, you know, when you really need to go for number twos and you're close, you have to do the old straight leg walk. I had to do a whole walk around the block with the dogs like that, because I'm not well. <laughs> and you oh, obviously, with far the COVID. Up, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got COVID, but, but let's be honest, you got out and walked your dog today. I mean, the most I can do is walk around my house, can't even go out um, around the streets for a walk. So the fact that you you know, just got out for a, for a walk with a dog, mate, with food poisoning, you're a bloody battler. Oh, mate, the dog was just sitting in front of me whining because he loves his walk. He's an old dog. He's like 13 and he loves, you know, his walks is his highlight of his day. So he was just there whining at me. He doesn't understand that I didn't feel well, but I just toughed it out and got him around, got him around the block. Um, but it's been sensational to have you on. Hopefully we get you on again later in the year. I've recorded you a song. It, you'll have to listen back for it. Oh, fantastic. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Adric. <laughs> no worries, mate. Appreciate it. Now I have the time of my life And I've never felt like this before Yes, I swear it's the truth And I owe it all to you Been waiting for so long. Now I finally found someone to stand by me. Now with passion in our eyes, there's no way that we could stand secretly. So 
we take each other's hand Cause we seem to understand the urgency Just remember Yes, 